When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just after 4.30, Kimba on the Roots with you. Thanks to our great friends at Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, Imagine to be bold. And we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Pretty excited to speak to our next guest, Roots. He's been a bit of a regular on the show the last few years. He'd have a smile on his dial, not a premature one, but the Bays won the title in the sandfall. And, of course, we're talking of Brisbane Lions strategy coach Mark Stone. Stoney, thank you for your time. Oh, no problems, Kimbo. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. And good afternoon, Rooch. Hope you're well, mate. Yes, thanks, Mark. And good luck tomorrow. Yes. We're all fingers crossed for the Lions. Well, I am anyway. Yes, well, I'm on that boat as well. Thanks, you boys. know that. We tipped you at the start of the year. Hey, just quickly before we get into the big game, um, I'm presuming you found time to watch Glenelgan Sturt. I did. Yeah, I, I watched it on stream on the laptop and a uh, great result for the boys. And <clears> I was really happy for them and... Uh, you know, I thought they were in control for most of the day. I know, I know that Sturt missed a few shots, and if you, you know, they hit the post the first two shots they had. So who knows what momentum might do if if they'd scored? Mm. But I thought they played really well, Glenelg, and I was so pleased for them, and particularly for Lockie Hosey, who who missed out on 19 because he was taking the mid-season draft, and and he and he's back there, and he's he's got himself a Jack Odie as well as a premiership medal. So yeah, great day for the Bays, and really happy for him. Mm. He's an energizer bunny. That's uh, no question of that. When he's up and about, it's contagious for the side. Now, Stoney, we'll go through this a little bit chronologically. We know that this thing's a strategy, coach. You can't tell us, but we're going to pump some questions at you anyway. Just firstly, how mm-hmm. disruptive was it yesterday, uh, sitting on the tarmac for an hour? Big deal or not? No, not really. Not really. I mean, um, yeah, we would have liked to have moved on a bit quicker and we got to Melbourne a little bit later than been scheduled um, but we got to the hotel so the upside was that traffic was lighter <laughs> and we got in and had dinner straight away and the players relaxed the other part of it was um, I'm led to believe our media guys tell us there was a horde of cameramen and, and uh, uh, news news uh, people out at the airport on our expected time but by the time we got there they'd gone so that's probably not a bad thing for our players either so wasn't that disruptive at all, really. Mark, you kept it simple at selection. Well, it seems simple because it's unchanged, yeah. but there is the drama of what happened through Jack Payne through the final series. Was it just too much of a risk in the end? <clears throat> yeah, more or less um, it was, guys. I mean, he hadn't played now. If he plays this week, it's probably one game in three weeks. Mm. Um, on, an, on an ankle that's it's okay. He trained fully the other day, but there's always the risk of what if he rolls it again. Um, he hasn't had the conditioning of games and, you know, he's a young guy. It's a big game to come into. And um, Darcy Garner's really put some good form on the board last week against, you know, the the, the, the best forward in the competition, arguably. And uh, he, he his form leading into being selected was really strong. I mean, uh, our, uh, our VFL team played the Gold Coast Suns not long before that and the Suns beat them. Um, and they had Marbiel Chol and, and Sam Day in that forward line, and, I mean, they're AFL players. So he had some good form coming in. He played really well against them. So we're pretty confident he could he could hold his end up. Um, we probably got more than we bargained for in terms of how he went against Kurnow. But, 
we're really confident he can come in and do, a, do the role for us. The opposition's well, thrown his cards on the table very quickly and very loudly with what they were doing with Billy Frampton and Lipinski as the sub. What's the thinking at Brisbane? Because that's the question now. Who are you going to use as the sub, particularly in Jared Lyons have been the sub so often recently? <clears throat> yeah, well, I can't give you that, that information right now. But um, I think um, if, if you look at Collingwood, we, we're only assuming. But my, from my end, I think what they're trying to do is probably run two rucks against mm. Oscar, um, knowing that Joe doesn't do a lot of the ruck work on a warm day and try and run him around and get ascendancy at stoppage. Stoppage is a really important source for us, particularly meterage from stoppage or, or territory. Um, so try and wear out Oscar. And I think Frampton might um, play a role in trying to curtail the influence of Harris Andrews. Um, so, so there's various different reasons they, they may have picked him. They have gone with three talls all year. Mm. So you tend to try and stick to your structures that you're used to more often than not. Um, so it wasn't a huge surprise. Um, but also I'm, I'm sort of quietly uh, pleased that they haven't got more run. They didn't pick more run in the team. Um, mm. So we'll see how that pans out. But we'll be prepared for those types of things. The selection of Ginevan, though, over Lipinski clearly shows they have concerns or they want to hit the scoreboard a little more frequently. Well, he's proven he can do that, even yeah. as a sub, he comes on and, and scores. Um, but having said that, Lipinski's been pretty important for them as that mm. high forward coming up inside stoppage and <clears throat> and just putting a little bit of coverage in there for the likes of the goalie. He plays a similar style game to Petrarca <laughs> where he'll be a midfielder, but he'll, he'll, he'll stay behind contest and he'll become the forward pretty quickly and they do those little flips and swaps. So um, that was a little bit of a surprise that they declared him the sub, but um, we, we still have to stop Ginevam as well. So he's pretty handy around the goals. Mark, you mentioned we'll get the... Into some of the... Sorry, Rich. We'll get into some of these uh, match-ups shortly. But can we just go through today how it's unfolded for everyone so far with the parade and the uh, you've had a coach's run? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we had a captain's run this morning at the MCG. Captain, sorry. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, 9 o'clock it was at the MCG. And uh, it, was a, it was a great... It was a great little session. That was only only twenty minute little jog around, do some light drills, and have a few shots of goal. But it was an enormous crowd there, Brisbane crowd, and there's a real buzz. It gave the players a great uh, energy, and it was just a really good feeling to be there. And they were singing country roads and all sorts of things. It was, it was <laughs> a really good, really good start to the day. Um, it was a huge crowd there. It was a real buzz. And and then uh, following that, the players uh, got on a bus and went to the parade uh, with Fags and went through the parade and the, the coaches and ourselves went back to the hotel and just relaxed and did what we had to do in terms of finishing up a few things, which um, for me is getting some stuff ready for our team meeting this afternoon at 5.30. Um, and then it's just relaxed time and wait for that meeting to come and enjoy what the city's, what the city's offering at the moment because there's, there's a real buzz around Melbourne. Mark, hopefully everyone gets a, a good night's uh, sleep. Look, you are the strategy coach and... Uh, is there a danger of overcomplicating things? On the outside, we're all sitting here saying Dugowie's the beast. Josh Dunkley has to go to him. That leaves Nick Dacos to his own devices, or do you back him in against Lockie Neal? You've talked about Billy Frampton going to Harris Andrews. How many what-if scenarios do you have for this game? Or and can you? Is there a danger of losing sight of playing the type of footy that's got you there? There certainly is. You, you certainly, you're right, boys. You, you can over-strategize in these sorts of occasions and you can over-complicate things for players. So as coaches, we need to have that information. We need to talk through it. We need to go through our what-ifs, but we don't need to give that to the players. We need them to go out and play instinctive footy. We haven't got to this point of the year 
from having um, highly complicated plans going into games. Um, and t- this week's no different. Well, there'll be a few little little things we'll talk about. From, from our end, the, the key to these sorts of games, in my view, is two things, pressure and finish. Mm. You have to maintain your pressure right throughout the game on the opposition, and you've got to finish your work. I was here in 2013 with Fremantle, and we rude the, the, the missed shots on goal from Nathan Fife and Pav and a few of those guys, and we could just couldn't put put them away when we needed to put some pressure on Hawthorne. We couldn't do it. So it was no different in 19 at Glenelg. We got off to a really good start. And every time we took a ping at goal, we we hit it and we finished. And that puts pressure on the opposition. So it's as simple as that. But underneath that, there'll be some little layers of of strategy, um, such as where we want to move the ball, what sort of uh, approach we have to ground ball contest, how we outnumber, how we restrict them from outnumbering. Um, and certain little matchups like the one you mentioned with the goey. Um, so there'll be little layers underneath that, um, but the players will get really, really clear instructions. And most, for the most part, it'll be about playing on instinct and playing the way we've played for the entirety of the year. Mark, to pick up on your point on stoppages and how important they are for Brisbane, whether the stats were right or wrong and how people read them, pre-finals, everyone was noting Brisbane didn't get enough on the scoreboard from its stoppage dominance. Then you kick 13 against Port. Why, the, why did it suddenly click against Port and it's been so effective since? Uh, well, sometimes you can have a... I'll, I'll give you an example of where the, the stats come, sometimes blur a little bit mm. between turnover and, and stoppage. You can have a forward 50 stoppage that the opposition wins and kicks it 15 metres straight, to your, to, straight back to you and you finish that with a goal. That's a turnover goal. It's really come from a stoppage. Mm. And you can get a free kick at the back half. You can have a stoppage in, on your back 50R and you can get a free kick at that and you can take the ball all the way down the field and score, which is really like turnover ball movement, but it gets credited to stoppage. So sometimes they're a little bit blurred. So we don't look at it and go, well, we kicked 13 goals against Port at stoppage. We had 13 opportunities to move the ball away from stoppage and score. So mm. um, that was really pleasing from that point of view. Probably the most pleasing thing is genuine scores. So you're in your front half, attacking mid and forward 50, where you get genuine scores from stoppage, where you take it off the ruck, you, you, you maybe have one kick in your market, and where you set your forwards up in those sorts of things. And same with forward 50, your movement around and through the stoppage. They're genuine stoppage goals. So we kicked four, I think, from memory against Ports. So that was really pleasing. Um, but there are days when we'll kick 50 or 60 from turnover and not much from stoppage, and other days where we'll reverse that. Mm. So as long as we're scoring, we're okay with that. Yeah, there's one that you the do do well score. Us, mm. sorry, sorry, sorry about that, Kimbo. The main thing for us is getting it into the front half where we can mm. set the game up. A interesting Dane Zorko at the press conference yesterday, plays his 250th, seemed a little bemused or annoyed that people suggested if you win the flag, the title, he would retire. He thinks that he's in career-best form or close to it. Uh, well, yeah, he is playing good footy mm. um, and his body's in good shape. And that's, that's you know, the main thing when you're 33 or 34 that you're going to have some niggles along the way and he's had those. Um, but he's, he's in pretty good shape at the moment and he's, and he's playing accordingly. And I suppose in his mind, he, he thinks he can go on. I haven't really had that conversation with him, but he's feisty. He's all, you know, what he's like. He, mm. he likes to... He likes to fire back, so um, he's he's in a really good frame of mind. He's really looking forward to, to tomorrow. Um, and hopefully for his sake and our sake, he plays well. How do you read the, the weather forecast, Mark? Is it Sorry. A, a big factor, you think, that works to Brisbane's advantage because you're from a warmer clime than Collingwood is in Melbourne? Well, we are used to training in it. I'm not too sure 
whether it will play an advantage to us, really, or to either team. But I can tell you that um, right now is when the ball will be bounced. It's quite warm. Mm. It's really warm outside. So it's going to be a hot day, and conditions will have an effect on it. There's no doubt about it. Um, and hopefully what we've been through all year with our training and games um, puts us in good stead to handle it. Was that one of Kitty Coleman's best games ever in the prelim? Oh, probably the best I've seen him play, to be mm-hmm. honest. Jeez, he, he was Because both sides of the ball, he was so impactful, defensively as well as offensively. His ball use by foot really split split the game open, I thought, you know, particularly in the second quarter when he put a couple down uh, forward's throats. But he was also getting in the way, but intercepting the ball, and his defensive actions were really strong. So it was a really good game from him. Um, as it, and he, he grew from it. You could just tell uh, the way he was at training all week this week. He's, he's feeling really confident. So great game from him and a really step forward for him, I think. Your, recru- your recruiting's been really selective and very strategic and very successful. Tell us about Josh Dunkley because he has been huge for you this year. Yeah, I, I could talk about him for a while. What in particular... Mm. I'll, his attributes are that he that he's a really good runner. He's, he's not given enough credit for how well he can run and cover the ground. He has uh, a bit of a defensive mindset. Not not I shouldn't say defensive mindset, but he loves the defensive side of the game. He loves getting a tackle. He loves chasing guys down. He loves going one on one, head to head with guys. He's just a competitor that, that that feels like that gets him in the game. He's not the sort of guy that feels good about his game by getting possessions. He feels good about it by being in pressure acts and in contests. So from that side of thing, he was a beautiful fit for us to complement the guys we had in there, the ball use types or the, the hard ball winning clearance type like Lockie Neal and then the, the uh, finishing type like Hugh McCluggage. So he's really become, his, his attributes have complemented our midfield so well. Uh, and then you've got the character of the guy. He's just a first-class person uh, with leadership, I mean, I don't think he's in our official leadership group, but he's been a leader all year. And he's a driver of success and successful behaviour. Um, and Mark, because you're... In a premiership. Sorry. Sorry. He's been in a Melbourne premiership too. before. He knows what it's about. Yeah. Um, and you seem to use him in a different role to when he was at the Bulldogs. He's very strong overhead. Not wasn't the most reliable kick, but he used to go forward a lot more. Does that not happen now because your forward line is so strong? Um, well, that I think, and also we... We, we uh, need him around the ball. Um, mm. He's a prime on-baller for us, and we try to maximise his time in the, in the centre bounce. Um, we have pushed him forward a few times in the past, and he's quite good at it. We know he can mark the footy, and we do use him at times from kick-ins and things like that. Um, but we've got uh, probably enough forwards down there and that he doesn't really need to go down there much, but mm. we know we can put him there if we need to. Mark, tell us how the boss, Chris Fagan, is coping with the grand final week. It has been a demanding year for him for issues that he shouldn't need and have worried about at Hawthorne. Mm. But has he lent on you as a senior assistant because we know what senior coaches can be like when the pressure's on? Yeah, he, this week he's been really calm. Um, in, in weeks leading into Port and into Carlton, there's been some you know some moments where you could tell he was feeling a bit mm. of the heat because... Mm. I think um, you know the media were, were running with that narrative of how many preliminary finals we'd been to and, and hadn't won one. So mm. there's a little bit of pressure there. I think, look, he leans on all the coaches at different times, um, but overall he's been really calm. The biggest thing, uh, the biggest thing for Fags is he 
he uh, he gets very nervous about guys getting injured at training. So he's mm. he's quite he's all over us at, at training sessions, making sure we we don't let the uh, let the the game simulation type stuff get out of control. We have to really umpire it with a hard whistle. Um, but once that session's over and everyone's through, he's he, he's pretty calm and relaxed, and he's focused on what he has to do and what he has to give the players, which is as you guys mentioned earlier, he's got to give them clarity and confidence yeah. and a sense of belief, which yeah. he's been doing all year. So and Mark, he's, he's, uh, he's, in, he's in good frame of mind. How are you going? And uh, are you down by yourself or do you have family with you? What, what's your state of mind at the moment? Oh, I'm, I'm quite relaxed at the moment, guys, to, to be honest. I've got my family down here. They're out doing some shopping now and walking around Chapel Street. Um, the whole club is is quite relaxed because all our families are down here and we're in a good place. And, um, you know, we'll, there'll be nerves, I'm sure, and I'll, I'll be anxious tomorrow. But right now we, we feel confident. Um, we've got great belief in, in our ability to to come from anywhere. We're a bit like them, like Collingwood talk about that. We're a bit the same after being five goals down at quarter time. The composure and calmness at quarter time, you can see through the whole playing group, was such a good sign for us that we're not phased by, you know, any situation that might pop up tomorrow so we're all in a pretty good frame of mind um you work really hard through the season and you talk to a lot of players and coaches over there and they'll tell you the same thing it's hard work and you start early and it's a long year and to be still alive the last weekend of footy in australia it's a good feeling well mark we both tipped you to win the flag at the start of the year we hope that's not an anchor around the neck uh, just quickly we wish you all the best I was with Johnny Platten this morning he wanted to pass on I said we'd be talking to you he wanted to pass on his regards and wish you all the very best as well oh, thanks uh, John great guy John one of the greats of South Australian footy um, and it was great to see Central's improve this year they made the final that was terrific um, and thanks for you guys for years great to talk to you I really enjoy it um, and thanks for your support Good luck, Mark. We love it. Yeah, good luck, Mark. We really appreciate you giving us your time. There he is, uh, Mark Stone, Brisbane Lions strategy coach. Root, uh, gee, it's going to be on tomorrow. Perfect conditions, warm conditions. The place will be jumping. Uh, it's jumping now. Mm. It's, uh, it's an amazing place to be. Even though it's public holiday today, there are still people absolutely everywhere. We are live from Studio Lumo SA.